Hello and welcome Success Great Nation to this new episode of the Success Great Podcast with your host Hussein Talib. In this episode I am talking with Alvin Nazi. He had an exciting journey buying and selling multiple pharmacy businesses in Australia over the past 16 years. He is known for his ability to simplify the fundamentals of growing retail businesses. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Also, please don't forget to subscribe, follow and leave a review on iTunes. It will be much appreciated. So let's kick things off you you do focus on cash flow and profits in businesses whether they are physical store or online businesses right so why focus on this on this exactly the cash flow because we know if we are talking accounting for example Mm -hmm. we need to know our profits that's the most important thing so why why do you focus why are you focus on these two things specifically that's a really great story so Basically, when I was running my businesses, um, one of the f- common issues that I ran across when I was running my own pharmacies was that I kept running out of cash and my profitability was really, really low. And this is in the beginning when I started buying and selling shops. And so when I sold my last business last year, uh, I was working with a business coach at the time, Glenn, and he was like, Alvin, you know, you're going to sell this pharmacy. What are you going to do next? I, I was like, I have no idea. And so he suggested I become a business coach as well. He was like, because, you know, you're really good at implementing and executing. And I was like, okay, what am I going to coach about? And he goes, just think back to when you first start a business. If you could go back and meet yourself and what would you tell yourself on the first few things that you would start off with that you think would really, really help you? So that's exactly what I did. If I would have met somebody from the beginning who taught me how to manage my cash flow, optimize for profits and set everything up simply, then that's what I would have done. So that's what I'm doing now is basically like help uh, providing the service that I would have wanted back in the day. Yeah, awesome. So now any business owner or entrepreneur online or whatever, even the lemonade stand, I think. So then they need to know in order to know the profits, they need to know their costs. So how what do you need to know or the entrepreneur or the business owner need to know in order to make a positive cash flow and positive profits and not negative ones. 100%. Yeah. So I work with a with a very very simple framework, okay? So there I believe there are three steps that we need to take to understand our profits and drive cash flow. The first thing is we need to understand the numbers in our business, what I call visibility. So I think setting our, uh, setting ourselves up so we can understand the numbers in our business is really important. The second part is understanding the cash situation with our business so we can flush our bank account with cash. And there are some quick and easy steps that I work through with my clients and doing. And the third part is actually having a system for optimizing and generating profits. So those are three areas that I believe that, you know, and in all business owners, and I work with retailers, but really what I'm talking about is not anything new. And this can be applied to all businesses. So understanding Mm. your numbers, making sure you're optimizing for cash and having a system to generate profit. Three yeah, easy so, things. Yeah, so, so what is the most important numbers? Because as we know, because every owner wants the profit at the end of the day, right? Yes. So what is the most important, you would say the most important number uh, that should one should look at it? For example, there are costs. Like for example, it's if, if it's a small company or small business, there are a cost to employees, for example, their salaries. Yes. These kind of things, what is the most important, for example, cost or expense that should be looking at it and maybe reduce? I'm not saying that 
<laughs> you should fire employees. No, no, no just yeah. looking at what are, for example, other expenses that you can work on and optimize. Absolutely. So this is part of creating what I do with my clients called a KPI dashboard, a key performance indicator dashboard. And there were some key metrics like what you're alluding to. So one of the most important metrics, and this is across all businesses, is understanding your profit margin. So a lot of business owners, because they're too busy running the business, they sort of don't understand how much money they're making. So having a deep understanding of your margin in terms of a percentage and how that is in your business. And if you can, what I get my clients to do as well, so you need to make sure the margin is suitable for your business and also you're benchmarking yourself with other businesses in the same marketplace as you. So understanding your margins is really, really important. You touched on uh, wages or labor costs, definitely really important, if you, especially if you're in retail. But in most businesses as well, you really want to keep an eye on that. And the third metric, which I think is really, really important, most businesses or all businesses have an average sale per customer or a basket, average basket size or some kind of metric like that. Basically, we need to figure out when you're selling something to someone, what's your average sale? And that's a really, really important metric to keep an eye on. So those three things, uh, I think, are, are really, really important because once you start to tweak those, once you start to raise your margins, for instance, or you know, come up with strategies to increase your average sale and you know, maybe optimize your wages, expenses, um, you really can flush your bank account with excess cash and drive your profitability up. So, so do you work with customers, for example, on... On these margins, for example, because we know if if we sometimes increase the sale of the item like fifteen cents, ten cents, have whatever it is, yes. it could lead up to one hundred fifty percent in profits or different things. So, how do you determine what to do, whether to increase or maybe decrease the price of items? It's a great question. We, we do this all the time. So the first thing we do is need to get an understanding of the margins in our business, right? So we quite, and, you know, I work with retailers. So the retailers I work with have point of sale systems. So it's really easy for us to produce this report. But in any business that you're in, it's an understanding your margins across the suite of products and services that you have. So once you get that figure, then it's about understanding what are your operating costs and, you know, what does it cost to run your business and ensuring that the margins that you're selling these products for are going to cover your operating costs. So that's one thing to consider. And the next thing is, is, you know, we need to start looking at the market. So for instance, if you have a particular product, I don't know, let's just call this product X and you need to determine product X, is it a known product in the market? So for instance, does everyone know the price of this or is it a unique product to you? And once you sort of go through that little exercise, you can then start to determine how high and how much you can sort of get away with pushing up your margin. And, you know, when we have a product that's unique to you, it's fantastic because you can actually show to the client or customer the extra value that you can provide by raising your margins. So it's 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 a little bit of a, a, a process. And yeah, it's not as simple as just raising your prices across all your products and services. Yeah, yeah, it does, it's not, it does not work like that. No, no. It does not work. You will Especially in today's world, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Absolutely. And there's a high possibility that you will price yourself out of the market or, um, you know, and not get any business at all. So you, we need to do it intelligently. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned competition now. Hmm. 
nowadays I assume like almost any business whether online or offline you walk down the street you will find like maybe 10 pharmacies next to each other yeah <laughs> so so how, how the look should be with the competition how to deal with the competition should the, should the competition be looked at or ignored okay really good question so what we what you need to do yes there are you know plenty of businesses who are replicas of other businesses down the road and when you get into a situation where you have a commodity type business for instance like a pharmacy or a supermarket or a liquor store or one of those everyday businesses where they're everywhere it's up to you as the business owner to really get an understanding of your ideal customer you know we learn all these things as, as basic it's just really basic stuff so once you know who your ideal customer is and you verified there is a market for them so now you know exactly who you're targeting and then it's about ensuring that you have the products and services that your ideal client wants so you know and you want to ensure hopefully that you know the pharmacy down the road or the shop down the road has a different client if they've got a particular clientele that they're serving you want to be slightly different and try and cater to them and that's really the only one of the only ways that you can sort of win the race, if you will, and uh, just focus on your ideal client, provide them with lots and lots of value, and you can always charge a premium. Of yeah. course, in the marketplace, there, there are, you know, what we call, what in retail world we call KVIs, known value, item, known value items. And these are the, you know, it might be, I don't know, uh, product X and everybody so, has product so, X. So KPIs. Uh, KVIs, known KVIs. value oh, items. Okay. Okay, okay. So this yeah. is basically so like, Everybody knows the price of these things. So if you stock this thing or if you choose to stock it, you really got, you know, you really can't play with the price too much. You probably just keep it there because your customers either want it or you use it as part of a marketing strategy. But um, you know, the whole, I'll just go back to the point of understanding your customer, making sure you have a unique target market and making sure that you service them. Now, when we speak about online businesses, for example, and in marketing, we a lot of people always talk about the customer avatar. Does, yes. that, does that apply to e-commerce businesses or physical businesses and stores? Absolutely. Absolutely. It applies to everybody because without having uh, your customer avatar or your ideal customer, you know, you're going to be running all over the place. You're not going to have any guiding decisions that you can make to drive your business forward because you're trying to cater all things for everybody and mm. nobody does that really, really well, really, because you're just going to be spread thin all over the place and it's not yeah. going to be very good for business. Except a few companies like maybe Amazon or... Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. I w- you know, you've got to be really big. You've got to be like a Walmart, Walgreens, Amazon, uh, yeah. all those big, big companies who have the resources to mm. do that. Yeah, not, yeah. not going to be much fun when you're a small to medium-sized business. Yeah, so, so working with businesses... Of the what's the one of the biggest failures that uh, that's happened to you and you learned from? For me, for you, yes, and or for your clients. Yeah, sure thing. I mean, I can I can just talk about myself. Uh, I had so many challenges in running my businesses. One of the major challenges I had early on was running out of cash in my business. Right, so I was just I really could not figure it out. Like my sales were increasing, revenue was up. The accountant said I was making a profit because he was sending me a quarterly P&L report, but I'm looking in my bank account when it comes to the end of the month to pay my suppliers, to pay my team members, my rent. I was like, where is all my money gone? It, it just vanished. 
So that that's when I really um, started to work with another business coach who really taught me the importance of cash flow, especially in a fast-moving retail business. And, you know, so from then on, the solution was to understand the flow of cash through the business. We started recording cash flow, forecasting it. And then from there, you know, it's like having x-ray vision. When you start to understand the flow of cash through your business, and it's a basic thing to do, but we all forget to do it as business owners because we overcomplicate it. But once we start to do that, we can really, really start to see with a high degree of accuracy what's going to happen in the future in our business. And um, yeah, that was a big, big, major uh, milestone for me early on in my business buying career. What distinguishes, let's say, the business types, pharmacies from the, let's say, supermarkets or yeah. these, these kind of things? Is there a difference in dealing with them? Because we know, like from my experience, for example, if we are talking about pharmacies, they, they basically sell two things, like either medicine or cosmetics or right. beauty things, right? Yeah. So there are, for example, there are medicines that have lots of high margin in them, but also there are certain medicines that does not have that margin with them. So how can a business optimize between uh, that and uh, let's say the customer needs and avatars and combining combining that with the competition that might be around the corner? Yeah, 100%. So yes, I mean, I work with all retail businesses and I would argue um, that a supermarket and a pharmacy and a shoe store uh, and a liquor store, everything, essentially we're selling a product to a client or customer within four walls or online. And I, I would argue that essentially we are all retail businesses, okay? So that covers that. And so when it comes to differentiation and, you know, it's all about going back to understanding your client, your customer, what their needs are, and packaging your products and services around that to provide the best value to your client or customer and really helping them with their solution. I think that's often overlooked. It's a very basic thing that, you know, that if you're starting to build a, a client or customer avatar. Um, but as business owners, we very rarely do this. Yeah. So, so what do you think one of the resources or the most important resources that helps you to succeed with in your in your business and with your clients? Um, the most important resource that helps me and my clients succeed, I think, is the element of simplicity. Quite often, and I used to do this in my business as well, I used to overcomplicate things and um, try different strategies and jumping from strategy to strategy, you know, in trying to get things to work. Whereas, you know, now that I've done this plenty of times, and sold and bought businesses plenty of times, it really boils down to understanding and implementing the fundamentals and keeping it really, really simple in the beginning. We can do all that sexy and fun marketing stuff and all the crazy stuff later on, but I believe as business owners, you know, we need to ensure that we set up the fundamentals first and, and that's really, really important. It's so yeah. easy to get distracted in the current marketplace, right? Because when you're a business owner, you're looking at startups who've got unlimited funding and they're doing all these crazy things. But we've just got to realize like we're a small to medium business owner. We're not a tech startup. You know, they don't need to worry about profitability straight away. Whereas, you know, we've got, we own this business ourselves. So, and we've got to pay, you know, ourselves as well. So it's really important. So yeah, it's try not to get distracted and keep things very, very simple. Yeah, so speaking between the difference between startups and small business owners, yes. are there certain myths about the 
small business owner that that you have seen in your life that should be debunked, for example? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I think one of the main things which I touched on uh, earlier and the same thing that happened to me is really trying to drive growth of your business, so increase revenue without regard to profitability. So a lot of the techs do this, right? They just work on increasing their top line and you find a lot of these companies are not actually making money. They're just after client numbers, customer numbers, and they can do that because they've got seed funding, venture capital funding coming in constantly. Whereas us, as a small to medium business size uh, business owner, we really need to be mindful of profit, I believe, from day one. Mm. And these strategies that they do of constant growth without regard to profit, uh, you know, so we're just working on your revenue without worrying about your bottom line is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so like you mentioned earlier, you, you sometimes businesses had problem with cash, keeping cash. So why exactly does that happen? Because I assume in general, when a business has, for example, their revenues are coming in and they are higher from their uh, expenses. So I assume there is going to be a positive revenue, meaning there is going to be profit. But why does that happen and they don't have cash flow? And when we mean cash flow, having more money to, for, for example, buy more stock for the store? Exactly. So what happens is, and this happened to me, right? You're a, you're a growing business, your revenue is coming in, but at the same time, you're not managing your expenses. So what do I mean by that? So as the money is going up and going into your bank account from your increased sales, you still have your costs that you need to be mindful of. And generally, if you're selling more, you're buying more product. So it's it's a matter of managing when you actually pay for the stock that you have in a retail setting anyway. So that's one of the things that we need to be mindful of and really start to figure out how we can either delay payments or fractionalize the payments to our suppliers and not paying everything at once. And it's the, the only way you can get to the level where you can start to see what's happening is when you start to record your cash flow and you can start to see, okay, so for instance, you might have a particular supplier due on the 30th of this month and you've got all this cash coming in, but you know that you've got to pay this particular supplier. So now you can make an intelligent decision. You can either talk to the supplier and say, hey, Mr. Supplier, um, if I pay all of you right now, I won't be able to pay my bills. I, you know, All my cash is going to get dried up. Can I pay? Can I have extended payment terms or can I pay you over a few months? And you know, in business, this is very, very possible. A lot of suppliers will come to the party and help you out in this manner uh, because they know you're going to buy from you. Uh, they're going to, you're going to continue to buy from them. So that's one really, really big component. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that is very important because you, you don't want to miss or focus on the things that are not keeping your business afloat and keeping yes. it running, which is basically having customers that are buying your stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's, and how funny, right? It's just the basic stuff. I mean, this is the basics of running a business, buying and selling, ensuring that you're providing um, value to the client and making money at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So do you think that there is something that I missed talking about retailers and how they can keep their cash flow coming? Yeah, no, I think you covered all the points there. There is one step that uh, often surprises 
retailers or clients when I start to work with them. And, you know, I work on visibility, cash and profit in their business. But the, the first step that I usually do, which, which uh, puzzles a lot of people, is I work with my clients to understand their vision and their mission in life and their mindset. Uh, and that always throws everybody off. They're like, you know, hang on, you help, you're, you're here to help me with my cash flow. Why are we working on my mindset and vision? But uh, once we go through that exercise, I think it's really important because without a vision for your life and what you want to accomplish and what you're passionate about, what your values are, when things get really tough in your business, that's what's going to drive you forward. And at the end of the day, I work, one of the main aims for my clients is to understand their values and, and what they want out of life. So then that business can provide this for them. And eventually, usually that means working less in the business, more on the business. Uh, so then it starts to grow itself. Do you think that businesses can uh, grow faster in certain ways? Like, for example, if, if, if uh, especially the online, uh, sorry, not the online store, the physical stores. Now with the, I think the pandemic, the coronavirus has passed away now. Do you think that they can now, especially the one who suffered from the, the, the pandemic, can grow exponentially at certain times and recover from that? Absolutely. I think um, hopefully you haven't left it too late till after the coronavirus has, uh, has gone away to start working on these strategies. I know we definitely saw during the corona times a lot of agile businesses, they use that word pivot, but they came up with other services and products. Um, that they can use to adapt to the market. But certainly if you haven't done that, then now as the market is rebounding, hopefully you've taken the time to think about your clients now, your customers now, and how you can best serve them. There's always opportunities for that and always refinements for that as uh, as you go on this journey with your clients or customers. Yeah. So what would you say one of your favorite books for business owner or entrepreneurs to have and read actually? Yeah. Wow. Great question. Um, one of the ones that I really love and um, it's almost got nothing to do with business and entrepreneurship, but it's got everything to do with it. And that's this book called Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. Um, so, you know, he works on the creativity and side of things and how as a business owner, you can um, enhance your persona in the marketplace and your business by sort of getting showing people what you do behind the scenes. And I think in the current economy with a lot of digitalization and internet, and even though you are a bricks and mortar business, I think that's really important. I learned so much from that book that I'm now incorporating with my clients. Yeah, it's it's not a immediate like, you know, buy and sell products, tactics kind of thing. It's more mindset and creativity and approaching your business from another angle, which I really love. So show your work by Austin Kleon. Yeah, awesome. So uh, do, do you think working with physical stores, should, do you think that each physical store nowadays should have actual online store? Is that something you believe in or it is not necessary? I don't think it's necessary. It really depends on our target market and our market in general and the resources and capabilities of the business at the current point. So it really it really depends what stage we're at uh, of the business. So I think if you're just starting out or, you know, if you've got some issues that we have in your bricks and mortar store business or online, because a lot of people are going from online to bricks and mortar, I think it's about ensuring that we have the fundamentals set up 
we've really um, optimized our business before we start looking at other opportunities. So, and it really depends on the market. So, yeah, yeah it's not a clear-cut answer for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say one takeaway for business owners, whether they are entrepreneurs online or whether they are physical store owners that you would give them and say to them? Yeah, I think that the immediate thing would be to have a vision for your life, which is totally doesn't make sense, but it, that, have a vision and mission for your life, understand what excites you, what your values are, and start tracking your cash flow. Yeah, exactly. Where can people get in touch with you, Alvin, if they want to check, uh, see you? Yeah, absolutely. So, Hussein, the best place to check me out is I'm um, all over the internet. Uh, send me a message on LinkedIn or Facebook. Just look up my name, Alvin Nasi. Let me know that you heard me on here and uh, we can continue the conversation. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for being here today with me on this episode and on the Success Secret Podcast, Alvin Nasi. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I had so much fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.